Let's go talk some hoops with former Michigan head basketball coach John Beeline each and every week. On Tuesdays, John stops by and we talk about Michigan, Michigan State and the Pistons. How you doing, Coach? I am fine, Bill. Thank you very much. All right, let's start with your former team, Michigan. There weren't a lot of expectations going into this season. They kind of have exceeded expectations, but they don't have a lot of depth. And now you get Juwan back and there's a transition period here. Your thoughts on where Michigan basketball is right now early in the year? Well, you, you had it right on that. The transition is tough. Going from one season to another with, uh, with the same coach is difficult enough. Now, thank God that Jawan is healthy again and he can get back on those sidelines. But you go through a transition to a new team. Now you have Phil Martelli coaching him. And now as Jawan eases him back in, that's just got to be hard. I don't care. There, I don't think there's a, there's a, you read a book about that. I don't think that, that there's anything. It's that they just got to get through it till everybody's comfortable again to get through this. They are four and three. It is so early in the season. Uh, but there's a there's some good things and there's some bad things. They're still scoring 81 points a game, which is really really good. Unfortunately, giving up 75. If you watch the preseason stats in the Big Ten, we usually, with exception of a few teams, dominate defensively in preseason against non-conference teams. That got people are giving up 35 percent and three get or 35 percent overall. There's people are scoring in the 50s. That's unusual. Right now, and they're the same thing. They're shooting 37% for three, but they're giving up 37% from three. So the, 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 the offense is good. The defense, as can be expected when you have a new team, is, is just not there yet. I use that word yet. I like it. Terrence Williams giving you some, some, uh, some good minutes. Um, and a small bench, a depth isn't that big of an issue. I never thought it was. It, it is in the NBA. It's not as much in college. They have time to figure this thing out, and uh, it doesn't get easier right now. They go they, right away. They go to they go to Oregon, and then they they have they go to Florida on a neutral court. But they have a tough schedule here in the preseason. So Juwan and Phil Martelli and the team, and you just mentioned trying to figure it out when it's early in the year. I would assume that practices, which can be few and far between, with tournaments and holidays. And even the Big Ten schedule starting in December, where do you find that time to work on what's wrong with your team or where you can improve? Well, unlike the NBA, you do have time. First of all, you know you could start practice October one all the way to November, so you have really five days a week that you can practice. You get a lot of working, but you don't know how your team is going to respond when the games start, and there could be something you didn't emphasize enough that this team needed. So as they go to now, they'll have, they, you basically, except for the tournaments, Thanksgiving, you have two practices before every game. The NBA would kill for two practices before every game. And you, you can shore things up uh, with it. You usually have a day off, two practices. You can get a lot done. So I expect them to make the necessary changes so far to just get better during this time. Uh, they, 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 they can do it, right? But – I, I think that transition, who is coaching today, who's coaching tomorrow, they got to work it out and figure out how to get this done so that it's most efficient for the team. John Beeline, former Michigan coach, former NBA head coach, and also a senior advisor with the Pistons until uh, Monty 
came in and they had the switch over uh, in the coaching staffs in the front office. Uh, we'll get to the Pistons coming up uh, at the end of our conversation. But Tom Izzo in Michigan State, you know, we talk about expectations. Preseason number four in the country. Now they're out of the AP Top 25. They're three and three, but I kind of look at this team. Their three losses are against James Madison, uh, Duke, and Arizona quality basketball teams. Yeah, you know, he always has done this. He's scheduled like a son of a gun in the uh, in the preseason, and that's what he believes is, and you can't argue with it. So uh, he's three and three, but that's not everybody else's three and three in the league. That they really, they just, they, they played a really tough schedule. You know, that we didn't talk last week. That win over Butler, where they, Butler's not a bad team, and they just, they just mopped the floor with Butler in that game. So you throw that game in, and, you know, the Arizona game, the Duke game, they're just, they're just a few three point shots away from winning both those games. Uh, but, you know, right now, they're, the good news is uh, they're only giving up 38%. Are, are, are giving up 28% from three. That's real. That's really good defense on the three-point line, but they're only shooting about the same. So that, that doesn't happen. But remember I spoke about before, they're only giving up 35% in the regular field goal percentage. So they're guarding people now. They're really guarding people. They just can't, they can't shoot. They can't shoot. You know, they always had, you know, whether it was Gary Harris, whether it was uh, – uh, Matt McQuaid, they just had, they always had, now maybe Trey Holloman's that guy, but they had guys that you were surprised that they would miss it if they missed. At least I was. And I don't know if they have many of those guys unless Holloman is that guy, that they're, they're still always a work in progress to some of those shooters. So they really got to be good in all the other areas until they can get that together. You know, Izzo's had those seasons, so have you, John, where there's a lot of expectations. You don't meet them early. People quasi-panic, those in the media also will go nuts, and then you find a way to hit your groove with your team, and I agree with you, they're playing enough defense, I just don't know, they miss Joey Hauser. they they miss a pure three-point shooter, as you're mentioning, or did mention, I, I, I don't know where they're going to find that offense the rest of the season to really be a true championship contender, I just don't. Well, I, Bill, we talked about this too. You can tr- the November rankings. How do people know? Seriously, you got some, and I give them credit. They got to do it. But the, with the turnover with rosters, and, and that they know what Michigan's roster, Michigan State's roster, they don't know what other teams in the Big Ten are going to do. They don't know what people. The, the rosters are so changing. How can you even think? How can you even pick these teams when you haven't seen these teams play together? So the ex- there should be no expectations at this point. That let's watch and see them for the, for November and December, and we should know in January what they got to work on and where they have to go. And and with both Michigan State and Michigan, you got really proud traditions of teams that win uh, and and have two of the winningest programs in the Big Ten for a lo- for a long time now for fifteen years. What for for yeah for fifteen years. So. They they can pull this. They're going to pull this thing. It's not even out. I don't even like saying that. They will be a good team down the road in the Big Ten, but they're like they're going to have to slug it out with some people for a while. John Beeline, former Michigan head basketball coach, NBA guy, joins us each and every Tuesday on the Huge Show across Michigan through the NBA Finals, talking hoops. Yeah, I think Izzo, Michigan State uh, will figure it out as they go along. I just don't know. 
if they really can compete with Purdue uh, to win the Big Ten or have a NCAA tournament run. I know Izzo has a lot of March magic, but I, I bo- maybe to the Sweet 16, but we'll see. A lot of basketball left. Speaking of hoops, uh, the Pistons currently are the worst team in the NBA. Lost, not lost, got hammered uh, by the Wizards who came in with the same record at 2-14 and 14 as the Pistons last night. The Pistons are near the bottom in scoring and defense and three-point shooting, turnovers. You can go down the list. Uh, in terms of expectations with the new coaching staff, there, there was a lot of hope that this was going to be almost a playoff year or get into the play-in tournament. What is wrong with the Pistons right now? Boy, where do I start? You know, they, they first of all, you have a huge transition with a, bit, a different coach, different coaching staff, 100% staff. And now they're, they're all trying to figure things out together with a very, remember I talked about the college practice has, you know, all those 20 practices, you know, in October. And these, the, the, uh, the NBA has about seven practices and you're out there ready to go. And as far as it's probably for individual stuff, it's not that important for team chemistry is important. And so you're, you're right. I mean, right now they're not, as I said last week, they're, uh, they're not, they're last in the league in shooting threes. And the good thing is they're not giving up threes, but they're, they're doing the same things that plagued the Pistons last year. They're following a lot. You know, there's, there's a difference you say between playing hard and playing smart. And they are, they're playing hard at times, but they're not playing smart with the way they just put people to the foul line all the time. And that, that's just points. There's, there's this, I remember hearing this clinic back, back in the day. I don't know who was given. I think it might have been Dick Bennett at the old Wisconsin coach. You know, how not to beat you, don't, how to, to not beat yourself. And one of them was, you know, that ways that you can do this is be a good foul shooting team and don't follow other teams. And that is so important. They, they, they're putting the people aligned for a lot. Another thing is, take care. these are things you can, can control. You can control this. Don't, don't turn the ball over, right, and make other teams turn them over. We're, Pistons are turning the ball over like crazy, and they're not making anybody else turn it over. I mean, the good, I like a point guard, uh, Bill, with, that will, like, turn it over every five minutes or uh, assist every five minutes turnover every 15 minutes and Cade is a, a assist every five minutes. Um, the problem is that he's got a, he's got a turnover uh, every, what, every eight minutes right now. So we, we, he can expand that. He knows it. He'll try and fix the problem. He's a terrific kid, uh, but they just cannot keep doing that when they, when they have a team that struggles to score as it is, you know, Bill, they're, they're, they're playing, a little untraditional for 30 minutes a game where most of the NBA is made up of Kyle Kuzma's, Kevin Durant, Evan Mobley, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson are your foremen. And we have a really good player right now that's starting at our foreman, uh, and, and Isaiah Stewart, but he's not the prototypical foreman of today. And he may be more of a five man, but he's a really good player. So they're trying to find time for him. But now that is, that is tough when today's four-man is just a tall three-man. That's all he is. And I would never think Isaiah Stewart would be a tall three-man. But 
he needs to play a lot. He's a really good player. Just figuring that out for themselves is important. The one thing uh, with everything that Troy Weaver has done, the Pistons GM, that I, I felt has been missing in all of this rebuild is a veteran point guard that can get the ball to all that young talent in the right spots. Am I off base on that? Yeah, yeah. And like I said, there's there's difference between. I, and I mentioned the computer to you to you before, but there's Cade can do that. Getting an assist every five minutes is as good as it gets. Chris Paul might get one every four minutes, but it's the seven. It's the every eight minute turnover that gets in the way. I, I don't know. If people, everybody's understanding this, but. It, you, when you're on that floor, he sees the floor. Now he's just – and he'll work on it. He hates turning it over. It frustrates him. But he's got to work at that. And, and, yes, a more seasoned point guard who has been playing in the NBA for a long time won't have those turnovers. And then all of a sudden you'll say, wow, what a point guard. He takes care of the ball and he finds others. So I think it's more of that. And then defensively, too, a six foot seven guard has got to go and guard – a, a six foot one inch jet at the other end. So it's not who you are, it's who you guard. And sometimes having that big guard on offense, on defense, it's t- that's tough. That length is great, but not when a guy can go by you and he can also shoot threes. So there's a bunch of things clashing on this roster, and they got to find a way to work it out uh, during the year. Pistons have the Lakers on Wednesday night. If they lose that game, it will be 15 in a row. Man. Wow. Yeah. It's hard to do even in the NBA. You don't have a mm. lot of practice time in between. But just being in the NBA for three seasons, there's days where other you, you could go out there and you don't even play well but just win because the other team just is beat. You know, they got in there late or they're on a back-to-back or they're resting players. So that's why this, this, this is a, a bit of a concern, I think, for everybody and very frustrating They'll eventually win a, game, win a game again and get their confidence. And as I have said the last three weeks on this show, Bojan Bogdanovich is, a, is 20 points, just walks in the gym and gets 20. So you have that out there on the floor, that's going to help him a lot. I think under, people under, underestimate his, him being missing right now. But other people have, have players missing too. And so it's, it's going to be a challenge, but... I don't think in, in uh, this this rebuild, which really started, it really started back in nineteen tw- or year of uh, nineteen twenty, the COVID year. That's when the rebuild started. I'm sure everybody's disappointed. We're not further along right now. John Beeline, each and every Tuesday on the Huge Show across Michigan, we talk hoops from Michigan, Michigan State to the Pistons. If you ever want to drop us a basketball question, add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, Coach. Always love talking hoops with you, my man. Have a great week. Let's get some more wins for all three of these teams, and we'll have a great talk next Tuesday. Yeah, it is interesting that all three kind of are still in that navigating the season mode, and the Pistons are on the brink of where do you go moving forward? We'll talk about that uh, coming up next week. Johnny, thank you so much. All right, thanks, Huge. Bye now. All right, John Beeline, former head coach at Michigan, joining us each and every Tuesday on the Michigan Sports Network.